Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Neeport. This week we get into the Remus Gatsby and the Remus Repeal, as well as discuss our trips to Wolf Point and Chicago Distilling. So sit back, grab your drinks, and we hope you would enjoy the show. And we're live, baby. Hey, welcome back to The Neeport. Nick is here. And I'm apparently here alone. Oh, wait, no, Shalanda's here. Sorry, guys, I was having some technical difficulties, but we are back with episode 71. Yeah, um, we got a lot to get into here, Shalanda. It's the Remus, um, it's the Remus episode. So here we have a a super fun pickup that we got this week, Remus Gatsby Reserve, and then we're going to um, go side by side with the Remus Repeal Reserve from last year. All right, so, let's do it. Yeah, so how do we sound? We sound good. I just... See what this playback on sound like. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's get into a little bit of news, and then we'll dive right into the episode. Mm. So, um, Heaven Hill announced that they're going to uh, release the final entry in their uh, Ball and Bond series. It's a 19-year version of the uh, Decanter series of Ball and Bond, um, Old Fitzgerald. Ooh, a 19-year? 19-year, 100-proof uh, four-year-old bird. So what's the retailer now? Wait, is that right? No. Can't know, be, it can't be both 19 years and 40. Right, I'm like, wait a minute. 19 years old and 100 proof. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was just confused because the other ball and bond attribute is that it's four years old, but this Ooh. is a 19 year old. Yeah. So yeah. So what's the retail on that? Um, my guess is that it'll be around $200. Oh. Right? Yeah. Plus that. Right? Yeah. yeah. So um, ultra age stuff, I mean... When it's good, it's good. But then older doesn't always necessarily mean it's better. That's true. You know? That's true. So we'll see. Because I like the 17. But, uh, you know, I don't know if I would, like, go out of my way to get the 17 twice. Now, the 17 is really good. Yeah. It was really good. But, however, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. If I had the opportunity to cop another 17, knowing how hard it, it is to get in, especially if I could get it at retail, I definitely would. Okay. Uh, looks like uh, Wilderness Trail sold. A $600 million. Yeah. They sold 70% of their company to Campari. Wow. So... Uh, Wilderness Trail, you know, when we got introduced to them, they were, uh, the description was that they were these yeast experts mm-hmm. that had a yeast consulting business that, you know, consulted everything from distilleries to wineries to breweries on these yeast techniques. And then they were taking their time to build their facility. So their facility got built in 2012 and then they're selling to Campari, um, and keeping 30%. But the other 30% is scheduled to be sold depending on how much debt they have, um, in the next few years. Get that money, honey. So. Uh, good for them, man. Congrats. Um, I think Wilderness Trail is one of the better kept secrets on the, well, not anymore, but it's one of those sleeper bottles on the shelf. Like if I'm, if I, if I'm not sure what to get, Wilderness Trail is always a go-to that works. Yeah. They make, they make good stuff. The sweet mash, the techniques to just get a lot of flavor out of the process. You know, they've, they've passed that knowledge on to Peerless. I think Peerless and Wilderness Trail are two of my like little known Talked about breweries that I really think they're breweries? Hitting, uh, distilleries <laughs> that they're hitting it out the park. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely slept on. It's one of the bottles that if you don't know nothing about them, a lot of people would just pass them up. But they, we were put on 
buy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our buddy at our local shop, he says, you really need to try these guys. And she was right. You know, yeah. and you know it's always fun to learn about new new brands, so that's pretty cool. And then um, the other sale this week was Balcones down in Waco, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sold to uh, Diageo, so Diageo is one of the they own probably their collection of brands is probably the most iconic in the spirits so industry. Rinse on off, Smirnoff. Don Julio, uh, Captain Morgan's, they own Guinness, uh, they own Johnny Walker. So that's what I call the liquor store, the Just liquor store brand. Just an insane brands. collection of brands that are household names. We all know yeah. these brands. Yeah, we do. So uh, good for them. Balcones is, uh, Waco, Texas is just south of Dallas, Texas by like, you know, half hour. So, mm-hmm. so it sounds like North Texas just scored a big win with uh, Balcones being in selling, selling to the good folks at Diageo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are our housekeeping notes. Um, let's dive right into the show, man. Let's get right on into um, it. It's been a busy week. Uh, we hit up the Slippery Slope. Yes. And then along next door to the Slippery Slope, or probably two doors down. It's, no, it was right next door. Is it next door? Yeah. It was the Chicago Distilling Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that was our pregame before we hit Slippery Slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chicago Distilling Company is a distillery. Slippery Slope is just a bar next door. Yes. Um, but they opened for the first time in three years. Yeah. So I don't think Shalonda's ever been to Slippery Slope. I have never. Uh, that night was the first night I've ever been to Slippery Slope. Yeah. So Slippery Slope is essentially a, uh, it's basically a dance hall that has, you know, uh, pre-batch cocktails. And then upstairs they have a fern bar, which is a completely different look from the bar that's downstairs when you walk in. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was sentimental to me because that's where our friend Kelly Wise Carver sent me to go learn about uh, scotch from Glen Fittich mm-hmm. um, upstairs at the Fern Bar, the Heavy Feather. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was just so impressed by that place that those end up being some of the the pictures on our website, on the homepage. All mm-hmm. those pictures are from the Heavy Feather, mm-hmm. which is just about Slippery Slope. So I was excited when I opened. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on the Slippery Slope when we went? I thought it was pretty cool. You know, um, what I had... I can't remember which, which cocktail I had, but I think the vibe was there. It was nice. I would like to see the Fern Bar that you speak so highly of. So hopefully we get to make it back. Heavy Feather's nice, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm having a sip of this uh, Remus Gatsby Reserve. Now, which one is which in which glass? The gold glass is Remus Gatsby Reserve. That's a 15-year cash strength. And then the Remus Repeal is Remus Repeal 5 from last year. So that's a hundred proof, and it's a medley of whiskeys from two thousand five to two thousand eight. Now I've had a sip on both of them, and I'm getting two totally different vibes. Yeah, yeah. The Remus Gatsby is a bit heavier; it has more spice, um, more layers of flavor, and the Remus Repeal. Yeah. Is so these bottles are switched. So oh, a damn. Okay, well let me let me start back the over gold there. Gold glass is the Remus Repeal. Okay, the Remus. Oh, right, the Remus Repeal. Oh, gold glass is the. This yeah. One. Okay. Okay. Nick is is twisting me up right now. Okay, so let me start over. The Remus Repeal is heavier, layers of flavor, a little bit more spice. The Gatsby is lighter. Um, it, it has levels, but a little bit more sweetness than. The repel. Yeah, Gatsby's got. It feels like Gatsby has more oak. 
And the reason I pulled these out is because the Gatsby is a 15. Um, they say it's cash strength, but it's only 97 proof. Mm-hmm. So I gather that those were the barrels that sat on the bottom floors of the Rick House, right? Because I think the way it works is um, alcohol evaporates on the lower levels. And then the higher you get, the um, water evaporates. So if, mm-hmm. it, if it's on the high shelf, then the water evaporates, everything gets more concentrated, and the booze goes up. But on you're on the lower levels. I think um, it's the opposite of that. Yeah. So really, the alcohol evaporates more on the lower levels. Yeah. So um, so that's, that's odd. Like, 97 proof for a cash drink is, is pretty odd. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice. It's easy drinking. And, you know, I get the extended aged... When I when so this is a you know extended age product right for like six, fifteen years, mm-hmm. and what you expect in that in that phrase is like you know big sweet oak and then these really cool flavors that are kind of layered like a layered long extended experience when mm-hmm. you, when you think about extending aging that's what I think of anyway mm-hmm. you know whether it's beer or whiskey right I expect like you know just a nice long finish that's right. True. And I don't necessarily get that long experience. I get the, it definitely smells like an extended age product when I smell it. Mm-hmm. But then it finishes a little lighter than, than I thought than I thought it would. Yeah. So of these two, which one do you prefer more? That's a good question. Um, I got to get back into this other one a little bit later. But just kind of leaning into the gas for a little bit, just trying to, trying to enjoy it. Okay, so wow. Um, we let that simmer. Let's talk about our trip to um, Wolf Point. Yeah. Um, shout out to Wolf Point Distilling. So I want to say this is Chicago's latest distillery. They opened mm-hmm. in 2020. Uh, Wolf Point kind of refers to, I think the first bar in the city was located on the actual Wolf Point. Mm-hmm. So Wolf Point is a point in the river. It's mm-hmm. where the uh, you know the North Branch and the South Branch and the East Branch all converge. So modern day Chicago, that would be basically Merchandise Mart. Right. Right. Uh, that's the actual Wolf Point in the city. The Wolf Point Distillery that uh, pays homage to that location is in West Loop. Mm-hmm. So uh, actually like walking distance from like uh, Goose Island and Chicago Brewing District and, mm-hmm. you know, all that old kind of shit. So uh, we met this guy. Um, At a Haymarket event. Yeah. So they had a they had an event called the Market Wolf where they took Haymarket beer, aged it in Wolf Point barrels. Mm-hmm. And the Wolf Point guys were there. So we kind of talked to them. We ended up going out for a visit. And um, I really love this little place, man. I do, too. Uh, so shout out to Eric. You guys were amazing. What really caught my eye, A, the quote of the night is, we're motherfucking craft. Because they literally are it's a crew of four. And they have 350 or 60, 350 or 360 accounts. And when I tell you that they, that these people are putting in that work, like now, no matter where you go, you're going to see a wolf paint bottle. And I think that is so fucking cool to be able to pull this off. Like they're literally hand bottling and, you know, packaging and distilling. Like this is a true small craft distillery. I'm like, I think we're going to say distillery. Might as well just call it distillery. The distillery. You know, you know, might as well hit them with the distillery. It, you know, it is a fun. Is it a fun space? They have a. Uh, they have a tasting room in the front. You know, we got a tour of the joint. I think they have those Venom, uh, those Venom uh, brew system or mm-hmm. uh, distilling system. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think they're using a blend of barrels. You know, one of them that caught my eye was uh, Kelvin Cooper's barrels because mm-hmm. those are the same barrels that uh, the aforementioned. Uh, uh, Peerless uses, and you know, I think the thing, and uh, also, um, Forgate, Forgate uses them, and 
you know, watching a video on Kelman Cooperage, uh, they believe that the entire process of burning these these uh, that these cash should be natural. So if you introduce gas to if you introduce a gas fire to light the uh, to light the light the uh, barrels on fire, then you're introducing gas to the process and that could affect the flavor. So their idea is, you know, start a natural fire with wood and then let that burn, even though it takes longer and you got to it's harder to manage. But it's like, hey, let's make let's take every step of the process seriously and remove anything that might change flavors. That's Kelvin Cooperage. So they're using those barrels. I think they did say that their current four year product is uh, it's contracted through MGP. Yeah. So they didn't buy MGP juice. They gave MGP a recipe, specific recipe and MGP made it. So the the the, the bourbon you see is, is MGP for now. They do have a six year bourbon that they're going to be releasing pretty soon. I'm pretty excited about that because I like the, the profile mm-hmm. uh, that they're using. I think they said 25% rye. Yeah. Um, 70% malt on their, on their bourbon. Um, what else? So yeah, they, they got a ton of private barrels in the market Mm -hmm. and that's what led to this 60 barrel, this 360, uh, account program really fast is that everyone's kind of picking these private select barrels from them, which is actually a pretty nice strategy. And then what else? Oh, they're not just a um, they're not just a bourbon producer. I was gonna say um, I'm really digging like the whole infused program. So like they have like this little lab is like the size of a broom closet. But when you go in there, they have a wall full of like these herbs and spices, and each herb and spice have has a bottle that they kind of do like a a vapor steam infused. I can't remember what they call well, it's it. It's basically a, a desktop <laughs> distilling, yeah. a, a desktop distillery. In their lab, and they're taking everything from you know uh, cardamom to sarsaparilla root and all these different herbs, like you know, like maybe thirty different herbs, mm-hmm. singling them out, and they're making spirits with them, where they infuse them for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the program is that they're going to allow people to come in and kind of customize their own gin. You know, so we had the we had their gin, mm-hmm. and then we had their flavored vodka, which I think it was the Everlay was the flop. Uh, I think no. I thought Everlay was the gin. Oh no, yeah, Everlay was the gin. Let me pull up some photos here. Yeah, Everlay was a gen. So of the whole series, don't get me wrong, everything was good. But, oh, the vodka was pretty smooth. And I can say that concerning is vodka. So it doesn't, that or a little bit doesn't apply. Um, but my favorite of them all was the Everlay gin. And it has like a story behind each bottle. Yeah, Everlay is the uh, infused gin. And Everlay um, refers to like a uh, brothel. Um, back in like the 1800s where, you know, it was a, uh, I, I guess it was like this really opulent place where, you know, it was a place to be in town and, you know, the girls were uh, part owners in the place and it was well respected. And, you know, um, apparently the term going to get laid refers to I'm taking a trip to the Everlay. Going to get laid. The Everlay brothel. And um, mm-hmm. they named the, um, they're named the gen after that. But yeah, just infusing Chicago stories into their products and then like really kind of elegant like packaging work too. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that the product's really good. I think this makes this, I would say this is a destination stop. If you're over there, even for beer, I would say go in there and have cocktails at the mm-hmm. uh, at the old Wolf's Point. Yeah, especially just to get a piece of Chicago and just kind of understand some of the history behind it. You know, that part, that was my favorite part actually. Yeah. So. I really dug that place, man. Uh, we're going to get the story up on the website for them. So cheers to those folks, man. Cheers, guys.
Yeah, man. Um, and then we fell into Chicago Stilling again. That's uh, one of our frequent spots. They had the Blind Tiger Rye on. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer the Blind Tiger for your bourbon over the rye. Okay. Myself. Okay. Um, you tried the rye. I did. Well, yeah, I did try the rye. Um, I really enjoyed it. They make damn good cocktails. They had, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed the rye. I enjoyed the cocktails. I, I kind of like the vibe. It, they're small, you know, very personable. Um, but I do enjoy of that of their whole series. I enjoyed the right more a little bit more. Yeah, I think. Um, and you know, I think Chicago Distilling is actually making better cocktails than most distilleries we go to. Mm-hmm. So I think they deserve a shout out for that. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, where else did we hit? I think those were the three places we hit. We hit Slow. We yeah. hit Wolf's Point, and we hit Chicago Distilling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this Gatsby Reserve at 15 years is fun. And this is a very nice bottle. It's got the Art Deco mm-hmm. vibe. We were talking about a revamp of our logo and how the Art Deco vibe might be good. The mid-century modern kind of aesthetic might be good for our logo. This box kind of opens up great Gatsby style. Um, I think what they talked about on the bottle is that uh, the character, the Great Gatsby, is actually kind of loosely based on the life of uh, Remus. Mm-hmm. Right? So... You know this Remus man, Remus, uh, the house, the house bourbon for fucking uh, M- the MGP, like mm-hmm. Smiley would say. It, well, now Ross and Squid, uh, Remus was a dude who um, who went to jail, and uh, he trusted a guy in jail, um, and told him all his secrets and how his wife owned a lot of his investments, and then the guy he entrusted got out of jail before him, started dating his wife. Damn. <laughs> and then they plotted to. Uh, sell all his shit and kill Remus. This is a story of Remus. So Remus got out, found about, found out about this shit, paid his wife's driver to run her off the road, then run her down and shoot her. What the hell? So Remus killed his wife because she left him and tried to sell all his shit. And then um, Remus pleaded uh, guilty by way of insanity. And he got off? He got off. So he had to spend two years into the uh, mental hospital after that. You know, that shit sounds like a damn good Netflix movie. I mean, this this Remus dude was a was a wild ride, this fucking Remus guy, man. This that sounds like a damn good Netflix movie. Yeah, he was a, he was a bootlegger that got caught, got out, killed his wife, got off, and then kind of retired after that. And then apparently, according to this bottle, uh the Great Gatsby, the movie, and or the book first in the movie was all inspired loosely on his life. So Oh damn. There you go. Um, I think what made me want to get the Remus was the uh, the Great Gatsby version was because I was a huge fan of last year's Remus Repeal 5. Um, 100 proof and a blend of like these five, uh, you know, extended age whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think I prefer that over this, what they're referring to as a legendary sip. sip. It's got a big aromatic nose and it's fun because I like that old sweet oak nose. I do enjoy that. But as an overall drinking experience, I if it's just going to be 100 proof, then I'd rather have the fucking Remus repeal. And, you know, this is where we split. I don't get me wrong. I do enjoy the Remus repeal. But if I had to go for my vote, I prefer the Gatsby. Okay. Because I do like the labor, the layers of flavor, the just a hint of spice, but it has a little bit more sweetness to it. Yeah. Um, it's got these it's got these levels of sweetness that yeah. kind of border on like floral kind of brighter notes yeah for some reason which is so weird for 16 percent like i'm kind of getting like for lack of a better term just like something kind of citrusy yeah and that's cool yeah Mm -hmm. so it's just a preference thing at that point i mean this is a good buy 
Um, but yeah, when you hear it, you know, because you felt we fell in love with so many NGP products over the years, whether it's fucking Mayor Pingree or Smoke Wagon mm-hmm. or, you know, just those are the first two that come to mind. Um, or even some of the four gate stuff, mm-hmm. you know, MGP products are always fun. So I agree. Yeah. Just wanted to shout them out, man. And, 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 uh, highlight them on the show, man. So shit. I feel like that was a lot. Shalanda, what's going on? I think it's time to wrap on up because there's nothing else. So where can they find you individually? Hey man, I'm on Twitter at Nicosia. And you can catch me at Afro Beer Chick on all the social medias and us collectively at The Neepore. You can also check your favorite podcasting platform for the podcast. So until next time, you guys, peace out. Peace out.